you are listening to the Healing Pact Podcast, a place where women of color come to share their stories and their revelations. This includes the good, the bad, and the ugly. Here we highlight resilience as we validate and normalize real emotions and real experiences. We push ourselves to be a beacon of hope and an advocate for change. I am your host, Melina Sadler, a licensed therapist and a mom of an autistic warrior. I'm here to support and educate you on your options for managing your mental health. Thank you so much for listening. Be well and be encouraged. Hello, 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 everyone. It's Melina Sadler back with another episode of the Healing Pack podcast. So I received some feedback regarding last week's episode, and the feedback was that I should do a part two. So that's what we're going to get into. Um, So this week, I'm just going to go back to this conversation of not working harder than the people in our lives, but I wanted to make sure that I explained a lot of the points that I made in my last episode a little further. So we have this whole concept of not feeling valued, kind of having these one-way relationships that are not reciprocated and really taking the time to really reevaluate that, think about how much energy we're putting into it and why we may or may not be getting that energy back. So if you are someone who is in a relationship with someone, whether platonic, romantic, family, and you are noticing things like inconsistent communication, you are constantly the person that is reaching out. Maybe sometimes they reach out to you, but a lot of the times you're the one that's kind of checking in and saying, hey, how's it going? How are you doing? What's going on in your life? And The other person maybe only contacts you when they need something. You know, they may say, hi, how are you doing? And then the minute you say you're okay, they have this long list of things that, you know, maybe they want to tell you because maybe they need support in that moment. And I'm always weary of interactions like this because I feel like it's 110% unfair to do that to someone. You know, as a therapist, I think a lot about what people have the capacity for. And I feel like it's very ingenuine to reach out to someone, say, how are you doing as if you care? And then you have like this long laundry list of all the things that is going on in your life. And you might be taking this kind of woe is me um, interaction and expecting this person to just be all ears. And I really, I really feel like that's not, that's not okay. But I realize people do it a lot. And it's important to kind of set that precedent that you are not open to those types of interactions. It's okay to listen to friends vent, but obviously relationships are supposed to be a two-way street. Um, Another sign of not being valued is you start to realize that you no longer know the important facts of each other's lives. They have no clue what's going on in your life. You have no clue what's going on in theirs. You guys are basically just existing on your own path, in your own worlds, going through life, not really connecting with each other at all. When things like that happen, you have to ask yourself as well, is this really a relationship that I want to be 
a part of. And I know there's this conversation, there's a lot of talk about, you know, the way friendships and relationships look in adulthood. You know, a lot of the friendships and relationships we built as children were because of proximity. So a lot of the people that we know that we feel close to are people that we had to see all the time. So whether it was your next door neighbor, whether it was your mom's friend's daughter or son, um, cousins even, um, you know, those that you met in kindergarten or elementary school, junior high school, high school, college, these are people that became friends with you because maybe you had classes together or special interest. And because of those things, you naturally became friends and your lives became intertwined in one way or another because you saw each other all the time. As adults, making relationships with other people is not that simple because there may not be that proximity factor outside of work. We make a lot of work friends, but have you ever noticed that when you leave a job, that relationship changes? And it's because the common factor that you both had is now gone. So you start to wonder how strong is this relationship now that we don't have that common denominator? What do we realistically have in common? Because when you think about like work relationships, a lot of the times you're thinking about the fact that maybe you guys are complaining about your boss or about the way the agency or place of employment is treating staff. So when you remove yourself from that situation, Sometimes now you don't have anything to talk about and you start to question, is this a relationship that's going to last long term? And it's a natural segue that happens when people leave jobs, but it can also be a disheartening thing because sometimes you feel like you and someone had something and then you realize maybe you don't. So not knowing the important factors of each other's lives, especially if you have children, um, just romantic relationships, maybe you're married and Granted, you don't want to tell everyone your business, but when people don't know anything that's going on in your life, it lets you know that maybe you don't trust them as much as you feel like you should have, or maybe as much as you thought you did, and you just kind of keep those things to yourself and vice versa, so there's nothing to connect on, there's nothing to build on in those situations. And last but not least, you may feel like the only way the relationship is going to work is if you're the one that keeps trying to reach out, you're the one that keeps trying to make plans, you're the one that keeps trying to open up that pathway to reconnect and nothing is changing. When you start to feel like you're the one that's lifting all the weight in the relationship, then you know for a fact that you're probably not valued. And I don't like when people say that they're just busy because no one is too busy to connect with people that they truly care about. Yes, we do have things going on in our life. Yes, we do juggle a lot. But if you can't take a second of your time, even on a weekly basis, maybe even a bi-weekly basis, to connect with someone that you care about, then what are you really saying and what are you really doing when it comes to that relationship? The talk of changing on me is something that stood out to me that I mentioned last week because when you get to a place of realizing that the relationship is one-sided and you start to focus on yourself and you continue to evolve, which is what we are exactly meant to do, you tend to hear things like, oh, you changed on me or you're switching up on me. And it's important to note that People do not always evolve with us, and that's okay. You know, a lot of us are doing things 
daily to better ourselves, to increase our mindset, to have more self-awareness and self-reflection. And sometimes other people are not interested in doing the same. And because of that, you naturally grow apart. There is no way that you're going to continue working on yourself and, and creating these avenues for yourself to improve. And the person that you're hanging out with is doing absolutely nothing to elevate themselves. Maybe all they do is complain. It's going to become frustrated because there's going to be a natural imbalance there where you're moving on to bigger and better things and they're just staying there. I hear this a lot when um, you know, people of color talk about growing up in certain neighborhoods and we may call it the hood or wherever, but a lot of people are stuck in a mentality that they can't do anything different than what they already know. A lot of people are stuck in the mentality of, well, my father did this, my mother did this, so this is what I'm going to do, knowing damn well that what their father and their mother did didn't get them anywhere. You know, so having this concept of, I know a little bit more than maybe the generation before me, but I'm going to do the same thing because that's just who we are and that's what's comfortable can be really limiting in life. So when you're that person that's like, I don't want to live in the hood anymore. I want to get my education. I want a better job. I want to move over here where I can have a family and it's safer. A lot of people might hit you with those lines like, oh, you switched up. You don't know where you came from. And it's really discouraging. But at the end of the day, Only you can walk in your shoes. Only you know what's best for you and your family and whatever decisions you have to make to get there, that's just what you have to do. You can't worry about who thinks that you switched up or changed up. They'll always feel that way because they have what's called a scarcity mindset and they don't see anything else outside of what is the status quo for them. When you develop an abundance mindset and you want more out of life and you actively work towards achieving those things, you will start to see things in your life shift. And that means a lot of times that the people that you grew up with, hung around, will not see that same vision for you because they can't see it for themselves. They're not willing to put in that work. So you can't work harder than them and try to pull them along with you. You have to worry about yourself. You can only show people the path. You can't make them walk it. So when it comes to deciding should you have this conversation, like I said last week, you really have to weigh the pros and the cons. And the reason why I say that is because when someone is stuck in a certain mindset, they may not understand where you're coming from when you have these conversations and it may put you in a predicament to feel worse about the situation. And when you're thinking about managing your mental health and your well-being, you don't want to put yourself into predicaments where you're going to feel worse about the situation. You already feel bad that you're realizing that this relationship is imbalanced, but to put yourself in a situation to bring it to their attention may not always be the best option. But I also know that on the other side of the road, it can be difficult because for you to simply just distance yourself completely, cut off all access to you, that can be even harsher of a reality, not just for you, but for the other person involved because it's like, what happened? And that brings me to the thought of closure, which I honestly feel like is a scam because closure may be rooted in trauma. The evidence is already there in the person's actions. And I know Last week, I talked a little bit about the fact that people do have things pop up in their life where they may be going through depression or they may have something really 
heavy happening in their life where they just simply couldn't reach out. Um, So they kind of fall off the face of the earth. And granted, everyone is entitled to deal with their issues as they may. That doesn't mean that it's productive in a relationship. If I decide today to fall off the face of the earth for about six months, I can't expect to come back to my relationships and have everyone feel the same way about me. Granted, in my personal life, that would never happen because I know that majority of my friends would find a way to contact me or they'd probably kick my door down to make sure I'm alive. But if I was to completely like remove myself from the public eye, like, you know, delete my social media, block numbers or just simply not answer the phone or even change my number, that would not go over well for my friendships because I know that the people in my life care about me that much that they'd want to make sure that I'm doing okay. But I couldn't make a decision like that and decide everyone is just supposed to be okay with it and they're supposed to understand where I came from and the relationship is supposed to be exactly where I left it. And that's not that's not true. Like think about being in a romantic relationship and deciding today that you don't want to speak to your partner because you're going through something. And then six months pass. How the hell can you possibly think that you're still in that relationship? And if that person is still in that relationship with you after not hearing you <laughs> hearing from you for six months, then I don't know. That person might have some personal problems. But, you know, kudos to you for finding someone that is willing to stick it out with you without any, you know, background information. Um, but, yeah, closure closure to me can be a scam because a lot of times I feel like we go into this idea of closure to open up a conversation just to have the person tell us what we already know from their actions. Their actions told you up and down that they do not care. So for you to put yourself in a predicament to be in their face to find out more about why they don't care or maybe even to hear their lies so that you can feel good for just two seconds to maybe say, okay, well, maybe they had this going on. So that's why they did it. Just for them to usually... I would say 9.5 times out of 10, resume the same exact behavior that made you feel like shit in the first place. What do you think that that does to you? You literally put yourself in a space to be vulnerable with someone just for them to shit on you all over again. And that's why I say a lot of times that need for closure may be rooted in trauma because sometimes it can be you seeking validation from people, we don't need people to tell us what we already know. We don't need to always hear it from their mouth to know what's true and what's not true. A lot of times we want to feed our delusion just to feel better about ourselves. But when those actions start up again and we start to feel like crap all over again, it's like, okay, well, why did I give you the opportunity to treat me that way? Sometimes you need to know if these people truly need help. And the only way to do that if you do decide to have this conversation is to start the conversation by stating what you noticed. State that you notice that there's a shift. State that you notice, you know, we used to do this and now it looks like this. And then from there, I can encourage you to be silent. Don't fill the gaps. Don't say, hey, I noticed we used to talk on the phone every day and now we don't. I'm just wondering, did I do something wrong? No. Simply say, hey, I noticed we used to talk on the phone every day and now we don't. Silence. 
that is going to force the other person to respond. Do not feed them words to tell you. Do not feed them words to create their lies. Let them tell you what's going on on their end. And if they sit there and they have nothing to say, then you know that there's probably nothing there to salvage. If they do have something to say, listen to what they say and decide your approach from there. If they're defensive about it, that's probably not a good sign. And you want to pay very close attention to their choice of words because that's going to tell you everything that you need to know. If they are, um, you know, empathetic and they say something along the lines of, you know, I just had a lot going on. I'm really sorry that, you know, I didn't communicate with you, that I left you in the dark. I shouldn't have done that. I'm going to do better moving forward. Then you can decide from that point if you want to give them a chance to prove themselves to you. Or if you just want to kind of take everything at face value and let it be what it is. That's only if you decide to have this conversation. It really depends on the relationship. Um, I'm not going to say what to base that on because for some people they feel like if this is a lifelong friend you've had, then maybe it means more. But it really depends on who this person is to you and how you feel about them. If this is someone that you would hope to keep in your life long term, then for sure, have the conversation. If this is someone who has shown you over and over again that they only care about themselves, then I wouldn't bother. That's just my personal opinion. You get to choose whatever it is you feel like you have to do. But I want you to know that how people treat you does not equate to your value. Just because people treat you bad doesn't mean that you are somehow this person who's not worthy of love or consistency or friendship. A lot of times people are treating you the way they feel about themselves. If you really notice people who do things like chronically cheat, chronically lie, they're inconsistent, they can't show up for themselves. They seek a lot of attention. They seek a lot of validation. They put on this grandiose personality where they feel like they're cocky and they have so much going for themselves. But you know that they don't because you're their friend or you're their partner. You know that they're just kind of like filling up everything with fluff to make it look good to the outside eye. But that has nothing to do with you. What does have to do with you is how you treat yourself and what you allow. If you allow this person to chronically cheat on you, chronically lie to you, uh, you know, put up this facade that, you know, they just don't, they just don't live up to, but they want people to think about the facade that they're doing, then that says something about you because why are you allowing that? If you loved yourself enough, you would not allow people to treat you any old way. And it doesn't mean that you don't have a big heart because you can have a big heart, but I need you to have that big heart for yourself first. When we are in a position where we love ourselves enough, we trust ourselves and our judgment, we make better decisions and we tailor our experiences based on those decisions. People need to come into your life and see that you have this level of love for yourself that they can't shake. They can't come into your to your life and, you know, knock you down off your feet just because they feel like maybe you care about them enough. You have to care about yourself more. And I know sometimes that's hard when you're naturally a loving, nurturing person and you want to see people do well. You have to want to see yourself do well. Not because you're strong means that you have to deal with the nonsense. You can be strong and still love yourself. 
You can be strong and have strong boundaries. You can be strong and still tell people don't mess with you. People need to know that if they mess up with you, you cut off access and then they will stop that behavior. If you don't put yourself in a predicament or a position to let people know that they can't just walk in and out of your life, they can't ghost you and come back months later with a crappy apology and then expect you to just roll over and enjoy life with them and get back on this delusional roller coaster with them, then we have an issue on our hands. People need to know that they can't treat you any old kind of way. Maybe they could treat other people like that, but not you. You need to let people know that. And that starts with how you treat yourself because people pay attention to how you treat yourself. If you can't hold your own boundaries and you can't keep your promises that you make to yourself, then they know that there are loopholes in the way you feel about yourself. And unfortunately, people out there will literally test the hell out of you. And they shouldn't do that. We should want people in our lives that choose not to hurt us on purpose. Not the people who are going to test you and hurt you to see how much you can stand and how much they can get away with. That's not fair at all. You need to treat yourself in a way that you want other people to treat you because by doing that, you are teaching them how to treat you. But with that said, you cannot, you cannot thrive in an environment that broke you. So a lot of times we have these relationships and the person can do something to us that is really significant, really just painful. And you think that by talking to them or by sticking around, things will change. But sometimes you just have to learn to move on from it. The best way you know how, and sometimes that's just creating that distance, cutting off their access, or you being the one to kind of determine how the relationship is going to go, if you can. When you have people like that in your life, a lot of times you don't get to be the one to determine how things are going to go moving forward because it takes two people to make that relationship work. Stop saying yes when you want to say no. If there's something in your gut that's telling you this isn't it for me, then you need to go with that. And that's why I mentioned last week really knowing what you have the capacity for because a lot of us are pouring from an empty cup and thinking that life is miraculously going to work out for us. It's not. Whatever you have the capacity for is all you are capable of. Do not put yourself in situations where you are consistently depleted and expected to show up for other people that don't show up for you. If these people are not adding to your life, they are subtracting. It's really all that boils down to. And yes, there are other factors But if this person is not giving you any type of benefit whatsoever, then that means that they are only there to take from you. You can think about what that looks like in your life because that's not simply just like, you know, financial. They give me, I give them or time here, time not spent there. You know, you get to decide what that benefit looks like in those relationships and you get to go from there. So I hope that this helps. I hope that the points I made are a little bit clearer than they were last week. And I want you guys to continue thinking about that because I really feel like this is a big part of making those changes in your life. 
And it's really controlling what your environment and your atmosphere looks like. Who do you have in your circle? Who do you need to take out of your circle? We are getting too old to have people in our lives that we are unsure of. If you feel like you have to withhold information from people or you feel like you're not exactly sure if you can rely on people, then those are the types of relationships you need to reevaluate. So that is all for today. I will see you all next week with another topic. If you have any questions or concerns, you can look in the notes below for my email. And my Instagram is Cultivated Truth. Feel free to send me a DM. If you are a therapist of color and you are in the New York City area, I will be having an event on April 8th in Manhattan at the Museum of Chinese in America down on Century Street. And I would love to see you all there so that we can connect. We're doing a meetup for therapists of color. You can go on Eventbrite and search the event, or you can go to my link in my bio on Cultivated Truth on Instagram to purchase your early bird tickets. They are on sale right now. Hope to see you all there. Hope to hear from you all. Be well, be encouraged, and I will see you all next week. Take care.